Hey there, Sooners Nation. Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast, Alex Grinch is not going to tech. I'm going to give you my Big 12 power rankings after week 10 and what's coming up in the men's basketball season for the Oklahoma Sooners as they tip off tonight against Northwestern State. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and you can follow us on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. If you're listening and watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button over there. And again, thank you so much for tuning in today. We're going to talk about Alex Grinch not going to tech, who they ended up hiring. We're going to talk about my big 12 power rankings and then the men's basketball season tips off tonight too. We'll get you started with a little bit of a preview on that as well. But first let's talk about this at Texas tech hires Joe McGuire, the associate head coach at Baylor. He's the outside linebackers coach as well. This is a big hire for them. He's a guy that's well-respected in the Texas high school coaching community and happens to be an alumnus of my alma mater as well, University of Texas at Arlington. And I only point that out because UTA hasn't had a football team since the late 80s, and this is a guy that is about to make a, a jump into the head coaching reins at a Power 5 school. And sometimes you know, people like myself, podcasters, bloggers, writers, get a little bit criticized because maybe we didn't play college football or professional football, but you can know the game without having had played the game. Lincoln Riley is evident of that. He didn't play in college, but he knows it about as well as anybody in in college football. So the only reason we bring this up is Alex Grinch is not going to Texas tech. You know, we had a show last week where we talked about Alex Grinch was going to interview for the Texas tech red Raiders job. Uh, We don't know the depths of, the interests for, for both sides. We don't know how interested Alex Grinch was in the Texas tech job or vice versa. Uh, but it looks like, you know, they decided to go with, you know, McGuire out of Baylor and it, it's a hire that makes a lot of sense for them because, you know, a guy that is from Texas has a lot of Texas ties big in the high school community as well. Somebody who's very, very well respected. It's going to help them a lot on the recruiting front. Now they're not going to necessarily be able to overtake anybody like Texas or Oklahoma or Alabama uh, in Texas recruiting. But what it's going to do is it's going to help kind of push them up maybe where they are able to out recruit Baylor or out recruit Texas tech or Houston or sorry, out recruit TCU there, Texas tech uh, or Houston, you know, they're, it's going to help them just recruit in Texas in general. And if you listen to him talk, I mean, he sounds like the perfect like West Texas kind of a coach. As a guy that was very, very successful in high school, he had three nat- or three state championships at Cedar Hill. Uh, so to me, it's a really, really good hire for them. I think it's it's somebody who's not necessarily going to be looking to, you know, make a big jump. I mean, he was at Cedar Hill for eleven years before he moved on to Baylor. And so, like that, that's I feel like it shows you somebody who's going to have a lot of longevity, potentially be at your program for a long time. And if you're tech, that's kind of what you want. Like, you don't want a guy that is, I mean, yeah, you want a guy that is kind of rising the ranks in the coaching circles. At the same time, you want somebody who's going to be kind of your Gary Patterson, right? You want somebody who's going to be there for a really long time and help develop a program, build a program, 
and isn't just going to be there for a few years and then take the next big job that opens up after that. Because if you look at Texas Tech, you're not a destination. You know what I mean? Like for a lot of college coaches, you'd be kind of a pass through. And that's why they went with like a Cliff Kingsbury back in the day, because he was a guy that's from Texas Tech. He, you know, had a big career for them. And if it was going to work out, there's a good chance he would have stayed at Texas Tech for a long period of time. It didn't work out. Went off to the NFL. It's working out a little bit better for him there. But then, or you're going to have to work, you know, get retread hires like Tommy Tuberville that didn't work out either. Or you're going to have to go to, you know, the group of five and get a, get a guy. But even that guy could potentially just kind of be a stop through for you as he, you know, tries to climb the, the coaching ranks. But so I think this is a really good hire. What it means for Alex Grinch and for Oklahoma is, I mean, I think it puts off obviously his, you know, head coaching potential destination down the road. You know, I, I don't know if it was one of those situations where they wanted to make a hire and make it happen now and bring him into the program and get started now, or if they were willing to wait until the end of the season, you know, if they weren't willing to wait until the end of the season for someone to come on board, then maybe Alex Grinch is like, nah, that's not the job for me because obviously he's got an important job to do with Oklahoma as the defensive coordinator. He's not going to just up and leave these guys in the midst of a nine and season with a chance to make the college football playoff and potentially win a national championship. Like that's, that, that would not be Alex Grinch. But if you're Joe McGuire, you're kind of just an assistant coach or a position coach. And um, you know, if, if Dave Aranda and the bears, obviously I'm sure they gave, you know, him, their blessing, so to speak, to go ahead and interview for this job and then take this job when it became available. Uh, you know, if you're Joe McGuire, like that's, that's not necessarily outside their own possibility for you because you're simply a position coach. You can restructure your coaching staff with an assistant. You can bump them up to take that spot. And he wasn't necessarily a Dave Aranda guy. He had started on Baylor staff under Matt rule. And so I think it, it kind of timing wise, it really wasn't going to make sense for Alex Grinch unless Texas tech was willing to like put off their decision until after the season was over or, or at least until um, you know, the, the bowl season, if that makes sense. And so I, I don't think this necessarily means that Alex Grinch is going to be with Oklahoma for the long haul. I still think he's going to be a name that pops up in coaching searches in bowl season or in the spring after, you know, in January because I think that he has done a really, really good job with Oklahoma's defense. Even if it's not been great, it's been a little bit up and down this season. I think some of that's more attributable to injury than it is to um, game planning or um, you know coaching necessarily. I think he's done a pretty good job coaching. You know, I, I feel like he's saying the right things in press conferences, kind of trying to challenge his team to to show up to practice a little bit better and, and practice a little bit more. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times, you know, the effort and the development of players often falls too heavily on the coaching side of things. Whereas sometimes if you're, if you're expecting development from a player, like there's, there's two sides of that coin. The player has to be willing to put in the effort as well. And that's, that goes to also performance. Like coaches often get blamed so much for uh, player performance when sometimes it's just the player, like the player isn't prepared to play, whether it's mentally or physically. And a coach can only go and do so much to get a player ready. The player is going to have to have some desire himself to get ready to play as well. And so as much as, you know, things have been up and down for this team this season on defense, I think some of it is injuries. Some of it is, you know, playing guys before they were ready to play, 
you know, Billy Bowman's had some some good moments for this team, but I, I think he's he's still a bit of a ways off to being a full time contributor. I think next year we'll see him play a lot better after he gets you know a full season under his belt. But Alex Grinch, I, you know, I think he's there's still a good chance that he ends up you know taking a head coaching job this this off season if the right job comes available. I don't necessarily think he's going to jump at just any job, uh, and so I, I don't know if the Oklahoma situation is kind of out of the woods yet i think they're still gonna have to either maybe pay him a little bit more to stay or you know do what they can to to keep him but it wouldn't surprise me if he did take a head coaching job you know this this offseason so still a lot to figure out on that front still gonna work that out but i think it's it's inevitable at some point that he does take a head coaching job because he's a young guy he's he's not gonna necessarily settle into a defensive coordinator position and just be there forever. I think he's somebody who's still motivated and still wanting to kind of climb those coaching ranks. And I think he's a good coach. Uh, it seems like he's a, done a really good job on the recruiting front. Him and Lincoln Riley have made a really good tandem. They've done a good job at bringing defensive players in. And so I, I like that, that, you know, he's still here. I just don't know for how long he's going to be here. Uh, but coming up next, let's go through my Big 12 power rankings. We'll talk about the movement that happened. I mean, we talked about it on the show yesterday, just the uh, how the Big 12 play impacted Oklahoma, how the nation's play impacted Oklahoma as far as the college football playoff rankings go. Uh, but before we do that, I want to talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you've not heard about prize picks, you've got to check it out at prizepicks.com. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five, as well as mid-major players as well. So if you want to hop on some Grayson McCall over at coastal Carolina or Malik Willis at Liberty, you can do that. You can play some props on them. They offer props on yardage, touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. It, I like the, to play the props. It's, it's a lot of fun to be able to go there and, you know, put some some money down on on props like yardage totals and touchdowns thrown and even interceptions thrown. If you're if you're seeing them playing a, a, a stout defense like maybe Oklahoma State and you wanna you wanna go against the quarterback, then hey, you can pick up props on the interception thrown. So you can go to pricepicks.com, you can put down up to a hundred dollars using our promo code, you'll get a hundred percent deposit match. So if you put in a hundred dollars, price picks will give you a hundred dollars using our promo code locked on. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. You can make entries in 60 seconds or less, and they offer safe and fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use the promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And this episode of Locked On Sooners is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's is always a place for my family to go on a road trip or after a soccer practice. We always enjoy McDonald's. My daughter loves the Happy Meal. She's a big cheeseburger fan. She loves it. Onions and cheese only. No ketchup, no mustard, no pickles for her. My wife and I, we always get the quarter pounder with cheese. It just always hits the spot. And those French fries can never be beat. They're number one in the power rankings of French fries. McDonald's is where it's at. So if you're looking for fast, affordable, and tasty food, go to McDonald's today. Hit the drive-thru, get the sausage burrito. If you're still waiting for breakfast, get you a McFlurry. The McFlurry always hits home as well. I mean, sometimes you just want something cool and refreshing, and that McFlurry is fantastic. So go to McDonald's. It's the best place to get great, affordable food that always tastes great, and it's always consistent. 
hmm, I might actually go get some McDonald's after I'm done recording this. So McDonald's is what I'm doing today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Hey, again, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Sooners, making it your first listen every single day. So happy that you're here joining the show. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Let me know in the comments what you think about the show, what you think about my power rankings that I'm about to, sh- to put out there. If you've got questions that you'd like to see answered on the show, make sure you throw them there in the uh, comments section. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter at Locked On Sooners or at my personal Twitter account at John Nine Williams or at Facebook Locked On Sooners. We're also got a Gmail account lockedonsooners at gmail.com. So a bevy of ways to reach out and touch base with me here on the show. would love to hear your feedback and, and see what you think of the show. Also just interact and dialogue about Oklahoma Sooners football, basketball, and softball seasons right around the corner as well. So it's going to be a great year for Oklahoma Sooners athletics, and we'll cover them all here on Locked On Sooners. But let's go through the Big 12 power rankings. Coming up first at number 10, the Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, what more can you say about Kansas? They lost 35 to 10 to Kansas State. I bet they're excited about basketball season. It's like somebody, you know, 30, 40 years ago made a deal with the devil that said, hey, if our basketball team can be one of the premier programs in college basketball, we'll we'll willingly sacrifice our football team. Uh, Because Kansas just, I mean, it's getting better under Lance Leipold, but it just hasn't turned a corner yet. And it might. Maybe next year it will turn a corner. Maybe when Oklahoma and Texas leave for the SEC, it might open things up for Kansas to kind of rise in the ranks a little bit. I think it's going to get a little bit tougher because the the middle, like that second tier teams, like the Baylor, Iowa State, you know, even uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, all those guys are, it's going to get deeper with Cincinnati, Houston, and Boise, uh, sorry, BYU coming into the fold, not Boise, Boise is not coming into the fold, BYU coming into the fold. I think it's going to make it a little bit more difficult uh, for those teams at the bottom to kind of rise the ranks because the middle class is going to get much, much deeper. Uh, and then you got Texas Tech. Uh, bye week for them, but I think they won the bye week. If you can win a bye week, I think they did it by you know hiring Joe McGuire. I think that's, again, a fantastic hire for them. We talked about it a lot in the first segment. Don't need to repeat that. Uh, but can they finish the season on the strong note? I think we'll see. I think for them, finishing the season on the strong note would be you know getting Donovan Smith involved in the offense, getting him more and more playing time and trying to get him ready and, and prepared to maybe take over the team next season. Uh, coming in at number eight, you got West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia had been playing pretty good football, but they definitely laid an egg against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State obviously is the best defense in the Big 12, and they sacked Jared Diggy eight times. I mean, they held him to the the Mountaineers to half a yard rushing if you include that sack yardage, uh, but the running backs, 2.3 yards per carry. It was just one of those days that um, that uh, West Virginia just didn't have an answer for Oklahoma State's defense, and yeah, it, it's it's been a down year for West Virginia. I think they had higher expectations, especially you know when they played Oklahoma pretty close in the Big Twelve opener, you know a sixteen thirteen win for the Sooners. I think they probably had higher expectations for what their season might be. Uh, they started to kind of turn some things around a few you know last few weeks, but it definitely hit a, a sour note here uh, this past weekend. And then coming at number seven, TCU off the uh, incredible performance by Chandler Morris, who has uh, 500 yards of total offense combined, 400 and more than 450 yards passing uh, three touchdowns. Dude, dude was just phenomenal. Lincoln Riley said it. He just had a great game and he loved to, to watch him, watch him do it. A uh, big, big win over the Baylor Bears, who were at the time ranked number 13 in the country. Now they've dropped back to number 18. It'll be 
interesting to see where Baylor falls to in the college football playoff rankings, but huge win by the TCU Horned Frogs who are starting a new era of football with Gary Patterson kind of shown the door by, by uh, TCU. It'll be interesting to see where they go with their coaching hire as well. And then coming at number six, the Texas Longhorns, man, they, they got the brakes beat off. Uh, by Iowa State. It was a close game at, at halftime. You know, Texas had a lead again, seven to three at halftime. And uh, then Iowa State comes out, puts out a 21 point third quarter, and just runs away with it. Literally, Brees Hall has another fantastic game because he's one of the best running backs in the country. Um, what more can you say about Texas? I mean, they're, they're struggling right now. And there's a lot of things going on in Austin that aren't looking good. I mean, rumors that there's going to be a lot of kids transferring out of there. We'll see what happens on that front. But uh, Texas definitely not uh, peaking um, with the potential that Oklahoma and Texas could go to the SEC. It's not really been a great season for them off the back of that news. So, uh, I mean, it's still early in the Steve Sarkeesian area. I'm not ready to bury him yet, even though I don't necessarily think he's a great coach. I think, obviously, I think he's due some more time, but it's only going to get more difficult for them when they go to the SEC. Uh, it's just a, it's just a little bit deeper, especially at the top of the conference. There's a lot, a lot more um, impressive teams at the top of the conference. So uh, coming at number five, Kansas state who really turned their season around. I mean, things kind of, they started off strong, then they went through a really you know rough spell. Uh, but now are six and three on the season bowl eligible three and three in the big 12 have a, a chance to finish the season strong as well. You know, knocked off their cross state rival. If you want to call them that the Kansas Jayhawks, I think it was a solid game for them, solid performance. And it's, you know, I think it's a good, you know, strong season for Chris Kleiman. Skylar Thompson going to end his career on a high note, probably for Kansas State uh, in this last year for him. Uh, but, I, you know, they were a team that were, was supposed to be a little bit more formidable this year. And so to be three and three in the Big 12 is a, probably a bit, a, bit, a bit of a disappointment for them. Uh, but they, you know, they had a tough stretch of it. You know, Skylar Thompson was out. I think if he's in and not injured, maybe the season goes a little bit differently for them. Uh, but that's kind of where they're at at this point. And then at number four, you got the Baylor Bears coming off of a very disappointing loss to TCU, a game where the Dave Aranda defense just really um, got outplayed by Chandler Morris and the and the Horn Frogs. I mean, Quentin Johnston, he's just a he's a beast, man, and he's going to be tough for everybody in the big 12 for however long he's in the big 12 before he goes to the nfl he's going to be a really really difficult matchup and he was for for uh for baylor and now we'll see if baylor is able to bounce back this next week when they they host oklahoma that's going to be a a a great game i think baylor is still a tough team even though they lost to tcu but i think that tcu definitely provided a blueprint for how to attack dave aranda's defense and it might be through the air and we saw against Texas Tech that Lincoln Riley was more than willing to put the ball in Caleb Williams' hands and let him sling the ball around and win them that football game. And then coming at number three, Iowa State, another team that has really turned it around. Uh, they've been playing really, really good football. And aside from that West Virginia loss, you know, a 38-30 loss, you know, they'd been really, really good and had been in contention for the Big 12 despite some early season struggles. Uh, they got a big win against Texas, a nice bounce back win where, you know, they just dominated the Longhorns defensively. And, and I think that was the defense that most expected would uh, play against West Virginia, but it just didn't really show up. And so I think there's still a team that's that's right in it, kind of right in the thick of things um, in the Big 12 and and could potentially find themselves back in the Big 12 title hunt. They've got to have some help. 
uh, whether it's you know Oklahoma beating Baylor and Oklahoma State, and then if the Cyclones are able to knock off Oklahoma, there's a good chance that with tiebreakers and all that, that they could find themselves in the Big 12 championship. Uh, it's still they they need they need some help to get there, but there's still a chance. Uh, and that game in two weeks is going to be a huge huge matchup. Oklahoma hosting the Cyclones. I, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that's an easy game for the Sooners. Iowa State does some things offensively and defensively they're going to be difficult for Oklahoma but if they're healthy I like Oklahoma's chances obviously and then at number two best defense in the Big 12 if Spencer Sanders is able to control the football not turn it over I think the Oklahoma State Cowboys can play with anybody in the Big 12 including Oklahoma the question is can he not turn the ball over because again he had an interception against West Virginia it didn't really matter though because West Virginia's offense just wasn't able to do anything against Oklahoma State's defense. That won't necessarily be the case when they face the Oklahoma Sooners in three weeks in Bedlam. Oklahoma's offense will be challenged. They're probably not going to score 50 like they've been doing, but when you have a guy like Caleb Williams, he's got so many great intangibles that you might be able to slow him down for a quarter. You might be able to stop him for a drive, but you're not going to be able to stop him the whole game. And so Spencer Sanders is going to have to make some plays in this game. The Oklahoma Sooners defense is going to slow their running game down and put the ball in Spencer Sanders' hands. They're going to have to make plays for Oklahoma State to win. It's not just going to be enough for the defense to slow down Oklahoma because are they going to keep be able to keep them under 20 points? That's going to be a huge question. And we'll talk about it when we get to Bedlam Week, and uh, we'll talk about it with Linda Godfrey of Locked On Pokes. I think that's going to be a really fun episode. Uh, and then coming at number one, no surprise, the Oklahoma Sooners in a bye week. I think this was a great time for them to get the bye week. I mean, yes, it kind of sucked that they had to go nine weeks before they got one, but now they're 9-0. and They've got everything right in front of them. They've got the Big 12 championship right there for them if they're able to win out. They've got a potential berth in the college football playoff right there for them if they're able to win out. And so great time to get rested, get refreshed, get healed a little bit, get some guys healthy, still waiting on Woody Washington and Theo Weiss, who Lincoln Riley said it would be a bit of a stretch if they were going to, for them to be able to play this week. Uh, and, and that's okay. I think like you, you, you've seen with your wide receiver crew that if at least three of your top four guys are healthy, that being you know, your top four guys being Marvin Mims, Jaden Hazelwood, Mario Williams, Mike Woods, if those, if three of those four guys are healthy, you're going to be in pretty good shape offensively because you still have Drake Stoops, you still have Trayvon West, so you have a deep wide receiver core, um, and you're going to be able to make plays. If those guys are healthy, it helps. I think they're going to be able to get Michael Woods back this week, and if they do, that'll that'll help a lot. Uh, so Theo Weiss, though, the idea is that he should be ready at some point for the stretch run, whether that's Iowa State, Oklahoma State, or the Big Twelve Championship. That remains to be seen. It, it'll be nice to see him back because he does provide something for you in the passing game. He's a nice uh, possession receiver for you, kind of like in the Jaden Hazelwood vein. He's able to make some things happen in the short part of the field. Um, and then Woody Washington, you definitely, I think you can afford to wait on him a little bit longer if he's not fully healthy. If he's not fully healthy, then don't rush him back. Key Lawrence showed you that he can play some outside corner for you. I think this bye week was probably a perfect time for him. Was able to put some good things on tape against Texas Tech, go into the week, watch the film, see what he did well, see what he didn't do well, try and work on some of the technique things, improve upon those, and then have more time to get ready for Baylor 
to be the outside corner. And so I, I fully anticipate Key Lawrence continuing to play outside corner for the Sooners as they go into uh, this week against Baylor. So good news is the bye week came and went. No major issues, no reports of anybody getting in trouble, no reports of anybody getting further injured. Uh, and so it'll be, it's, it's going to be a great week, man. This game against Baylor is going to be fantastic. It's going to be huge, and I'm looking forward to it, and we'll continue to talk more about it as the week presses on. Uh, but coming up next, let's get you ready for men's basketball season. We've got the season opener coming tonight uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners versus the Northwestern State Demons out of Louisiana uh, at 7 p.m. at Lloyd Noble Center. We'll talk about that after I talk to you about Locked On or about Built Bar here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you're missing out. I've been talking about Built Bar, Bar for more than a year now. It's fantastic. It tastes great. I love it. I think you will too. They have so many great flavors like peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. Every one of their bars is 100% covered in chocolate and it tastes great. Great calories, great protein, but none of the sugar, none of the fat that you would expect in some of the other kind of trendier protein bars. Only four or five grams of sugar, but you get 18 grams of protein at a lot of these bars. So they're fantastic for you. And you can get a 15% discount over at built.com using our promo code locked 15. It's the built bar that I, or the protein bar that I eat pretty much every single day. Been eating it now for more than a year and I love it. It gives me all the energy I need for my work day, for running errands. Uh, even before church the other day, I went to church and I needed a protein. I need, I needed a snack before going to church, had my built bar. It was perfect. Got me to lunchtime and didn't have any of the empty calories that I might get by having a bowl of cereal or something like that. So make sure you go to built.com, use promo code lock 15, get 15% off your next order at built.com. I also got to talk to you about bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And they've got a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile device or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code, our promo code <laughs> locked on. Uh, from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. And again, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Sooners and making it your first listen every single day. Also, go check out, go check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Make that one your second listen every single day with our guy, Josh Neighbors. Get all the Big 12 insight and news happening around the Big 12 Uh a lot of things happening right now. So it's a great show. Josh does a great job. Make sure you check that out. Also check out Locked On Thunder if you're an OKC Thunder fan or Locked On Mavericks if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan with, like I am. Or uh, go check out the Locked On uh, Dallas Cowboys show, Locked On Cowboys with our guys Marcus Mosier and Landon McCool. Those are two of my guys. I like love those guys. They do a fantastic job covering the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of fun. Uh, but let's talk about men's basketball. Men's basketball getting kicked off tonight against Northwestern State at 7 p.m. at Lloyd Noble Center. And it's a new era for men's basketball. Porter Moser takes over for Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger, who was the coach for the Oklahoma Sooners for 10 seasons, took the Sooners to seven NCAA tournament berths uh, and had a Final Four appearance in the 2015-16 season with Buddy Hill leading the way. And just a fantastic legacy that he, that he is handing over to Porter Moser, who I think can help build on that. And it's a totally, it, it looks like a totally different team this year too. If you look at the roster, definitely a lot of guys returning like Elijah Harkless, who is one of the kind of the guys that's the heart and soul, the backbone of this team, Emoji Gibson, 
who his streaky play and, and hot shooting can help Oklahoma win a game. Uh, but they're bringing in Tanner and Jacob Gross from Eastern Washington, Jordan Goldwire from Duke, uh, Marvin Johnson from Eastern Illinois, and then Ethan Chargeois from SMU. This is a, a team that while they have they do they do lose Austin Reeves to the NBA and Brady Manick to the transfer portal, this is a team that has a lot of experience to start the season for the Oklahoma Sooners. And even though it, there's been a lot of turnover at head coach, on the coaching staff, with some of your key players, I think this is still a team that can make a run and make a lot of noise in the Big 12, even if they're not necessarily being highly thought of right now. You look at ESPN, you look at CBS, and, and ESPN basically unanimously predicted them to finish seventh in the Big 12, so seven out of ten teams. And then CBS had them as high as sixth and as low as eighth in their preseason uh, rankings. I think that's a little low. But again, some of it is probably probably the unknown of what Porter Mosier is going to be able to do with this newly assembled cast of characters that they have. I mean, probably five of your top seven or eight players are going to be new guys that are all trying to figure out how to play together. Now, if their exhibition game from last week was any indication, this is going to be a team that's going to shoot the ball and they're going to shoot it well. You know, they had a lot of guys that were hitting threes and and making you know making like hitting hundred percent of their three pointers. And we know like Emoji Gibson, he's a great shooter, you know, Jacob and Tanner grows. That's a lot of what they bring uh, from Eastern Washington. And so if this team is able to, to shoot like they did last week, and obviously they'll, they'll have some games where they struggle, but I think if they shoot, you know, 30 to five to 40% from three, um, 40 to 50% from the field, I think they're going to be a team that's going to be formidable in the big 12 uh, they're going to have a lot of options off the bench as well as, as their starting five. And so I, I like this Oklahoma Sooners team. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what Porter Mosier's team looks like when they hit the floor. But I think that they're going to have a chance to, to make some noise. And I think, you know, we saw it last year, like even in game in for a stretch run at times where they were undermanned due to COVID precautions or players contracting COVID. I mean, they, they pulled off some really good upsets led by Austin Reeves and, and even in games when Austin Reeves was out and they had Davion Harmon, uh, Brady Manick, or Emoji Gibson leading the way, this was a team that was making some noise. They were making plays and and winning games that they probably shouldn't have won. And I think that's going to be the same this year too. I mean, they're going to they're going to win more games than people expect, and they're probably going to win games that people don't expect them to win. But I think a lot of it is because they are a deep team and they have more talent than people realize. And I mean, that Eastern Washington team last year made some noise. And nobody expected that in the tournament last year because Tanner Groves and Jacob Groves were really good for him. Um, I think the transfers that they brought in bring some really strong experience to the floor and are going to be able to help the Sooners mesh well. And if they're able to mesh well and, and build chemistry and, and figure out how to play together, which I don't have any reason to believe that they won't, then this is going to be a team that's going to make a run. Now, you look at Joe Lenardi, his bracketology, preseason bracketology. He has Oklahoma as one of the first four out in the NCAA tournament. And I just don't see that. I just don't think that they're going to be on the outside looking in at the NCAA tournament by the time we get there. Now, the Big 12 might send six teams to the NCAA tournament. And, but I think Oklahoma is going to be one of them. You know, this is a team that I think potentially they're deeper than they were last year. And you get a guy like Jordan Goldwire who played at Duke and played significant minutes for Duke. I think that's going to matter for Oklahoma in the Big 12. 
you know, the, these guys are coming in with a lot of experience. It's not like you're relying on a lot of freshmen and sophomore who haven't played many minutes. I mean, these guys have played a lot of big minutes, a lot of important minutes in big games. And so I think they're, they're being underrated a little bit right now. Now we got to see it on the floor. Like we do with the Oklahoma football team. We got to see them play it out on the floor, but I don't have any reason to believe that this Oklahoma seniors basketball team isn't going to be able to make some noise in the big 12. I like this team. I like what they're made up of. They look like they want to move the ball around, which I think is going to be huge for them. Some of the, some of the issue with their team last year was that the ball kind of got stopped down and they tried to play a lot of isolation ball, not just Austin Reeves. This was a lot of guys, but Porter Mosier looks like he's bringing a brand of basketball that is going to move the ball around and try and find open shooters. And that's, if you can shoot the ball, well, you're going to win a lot of games in college basketball because teams that, especially if teams that shoot the three, they win a lot. And I think this is going to be a team that shoots three really, really well. And it's going to be exciting to watch. Can't wait to tune into this game tonight and see what they have. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to follow this basketball team as the Porter Mosier era, era, not error, era begins in Norman. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Sooners. Make sure you are subscribed to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all platforms and now available on YouTube. So make sure you go check the show out over there. Like and subscribe to the videos as you watch them drop a comment, drop a question. If you disagree with me, I'd love to hear about it and and talk to you in the comment section. I love some good, good dialogue. It's always great to talk sports with anybody. Um, That's one of the things I've always loved about sports growing up. My dad and I, we would just have these conversations about um, NFL or major league baseball or basketball or whatever it was, just whatever the training topic was, we'd be riding in the car talking sports. So it's a lot of fun. Shout out to you, dad. Love you. Thanks for always talking sports with me. And, and, uh, you're part of the reason why I'm here. So it's a lot of fun. Again, make sure you get ready for tomorrow's episode where we'll have our big 12 round table. It's a lot of fun every single week to, to chat up with those guys. You know, Josh neighbors from locked on big 12, Linda Godfrey from locked on pokes and Steven Simcox from locked on horn frogs with guest appearances by Jacob hatch from locked on Cougars of BYU. So always a great show to watch. So make sure you check that out as well. But until tomorrow, my name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John nine Williams, and you can read my work at the Sooners wire at USA today.com and follow the show on Twitter at locked on Sooners and on Facebook locked on Sooners podcast again until tomorrow. Make sure you're booming and sooner and boomer sooner.